Welcome to Dealcast, the weekly M&A podcast presented to you by Merger Market and SSNC Intralinks. I'm Juliana Needham. In this episode, we're looking at the Chinese regulatory approval for the takeover of optical components maker Acacia by a fellow US group, Cisco. Joining me are Leisha Zhu, China Managing Editor for PAR, and Deal Reporter Editor Ed Vinales. So to begin with, can you just give us some background to this deal? Yeah, I'll, look, I'll, I'll give you a brief overview of the background. Um, so the deal was announced in 2019, in, in, this, in the second half of 2019. Um, and it was a, it's Cisco Systems, the big high-tech, uh, $200 billion uh, market cap, uh, you know, tech giant from the US, um, agreeing to a, I think, 70 per share, um, $2.8 billion deal for Acacia Communications, which uh, Acacia's key technology is in silicon photonics, which is basically the sort of optical chip sector. So this deal is taking place as part of the general chip semiconductor sort of deal activity that we've been seeing over the last several, many, many years, well, several, three or four years. And it's that area of consolidation, that sector, which has become very sensitive to China because China, uh, you know, you need the, the chips, the semiconductors is the foundation of a modern economy. And, and so any activity that going on between US giants uh, has implications for Chinese companies uh, that rely on, on goods and services from these companies. So it's an area that's seen a lot of uh, Chinese regulatory scrutiny of these US deals and, and the US companies obviously have to pay attention because they, they derive a lot of their revenue from China. So, I mean, that's that's the basic deal. It's a deal taking place in that sector. And as Leisha will explain, uh, the regulatory approval processes for these deals can take a lot of time, can take a long while and, 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 and be quite slow for the reasons I've mentioned. Uh, and this one, I think particularly slow, um, but but Leisha might be able to explain a bit more there. So that's 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 the background, and the reason that it's very interesting is because uh, of what happened this month, basically, which we can come to. And and so w- what did happen? So this deal was announced some eighteen months ago, I think, and then things really came to a head a few weeks ago. Yeah, the the deal was announced in July 2019. And uh, uh, during the past year, the uh, relationship between China and the U.S. Uh, uh, were escalating, and the uh, U.S. Has, has kept putting Chinese companies on the sanction list. So China's side is worrying about uh, whether the U.S. suppliers would block the uh, material supply to Chinese companies. Um, and this, with this background, um, this has slowed down Summer's uh, review of uh, semiconductor deals uh, involving U.S. companies. And uh, uh, in January, uh, when the deal termination date is uh, January 8, 2020, and Cisco has to uh, obtain Summer approval to complete the deal before the end of uh, January 7. Otherwise, uh, uh, Acacia has the right to terminate the date. Uh, as Acacia's uh, share price has uh, increased a lot and even uh, higher than the offer price, um, Acacia uh, will 
it terminates the de uh, the deal immediately if uh, Cisco failed to obtain the approval. And uh, we we heard that uh, summer is ready to give approval, but whether summer will give approval before January eight is a, a big question for Cisco. So. Um, uh, Cisco claimed that it has obtained a summer um, notification saying that it is satisfied uh, about uh, with summer uh, with Cisco's uh, offered uh, remedies proposed in uh, on September fifteenth, twenty twenty. Um, but whether this notification means the summer grant approval is still a question. So uh, Acacia thought that it was not an official approval, so it terminated the deal uh, immediately on January 8 morning. Um, but Cisco immediately uh, brought this deal on the court to the court and asked the court to uh, issue a injunction to stop um, Acacia to walk away from the deal. And they've managed to now reach a new agreement, haven't they? Can you just give us a brief outline of that? Well, just one thing to mention in, in, in the build-up to all of this was that the fact that Acacia's, the peers uh, and competitors of Acacia had been, their, their, their valuations had been rising. And so that was why we got into this legal battle, because Acacia was desperate to get out of this contract, to renegotiate a contract. And so that's the tension that's come between Acacia and Cisco. So Acacia used the fact that they hadn't, that Cisco hadn't obtained Chinese regulatory approval to get out of the existing agreement, but they've now renegotiated another agreement on more favourable terms. So we saw like about a week before this all happened, uh, we saw another deal where something similar happened, um, which Alicia can explain. But basically what happened was that, yes, it looked like it was going into a big legal battle. And in the end, um, Acacia and Cisco have agreed a 115 per share deal uh, instead of a 70 uh dollar per share deal so it's up some 60 percent so cisco is paying an extra one and a half billion dollars and now is, is, is buying a case here for 4.5 billion as opposed to sort of 2.8 so that's all all the legal battles gone away and that's probably what it was all about um and they had to go through this legal process um just because you know it's, it's following fiduciary duties and that was the the way the way it went um but it did it did it does uh, the whole situation does arise some very interesting implications going forward um which we can perhaps get into but um that's that's what's happened um and alicia could probably explain about a week before all this happened uh there was some sort of similar dynamic going on in another deal which um kec oversight deal um alicia i don't know if that would be something to explain briefly yeah, uh, KEC Coconsai uh, to be bought by Applied Material deal. This deal is uh, involving the chip equipment, chip making equipment, which is very essential to China. Um, this deal is quite difficult because before that, uh, Applied Material has proposed to uh, acquire Tokyo Electron, which is a number two. KEC currently is a number three. Uh, in the world of providing the chip making equipment. That deal was impacted by, you know, the, the US side has kept putting, uh, you know, uh, bans on Huawei and require all the, uh, you know, 
companies making use U.S. technology to make chips to, you know, stop supplying Huawei. So that deal is uh, quite impacted by the escalation of the U.S. tensions, especially in the sex uh, sector. Um, but be uh, before that deal, uh, initially we heard that uh, that the, the approval of that deal could come before uh, Acacia and Cisco deal, as uh, both parties have agreed to the remedies. Um, but uh, looks like the uh, in the in the later time when the U.S. kept putting more Chinese companies on the sanction list, and that impacted. Uh, uh, summer to grant the approval of the deal. And uh, applying material suddenly bumped up its price by 59% and to, you know, continue to extend the termination date of the deal to March. Because that, that deal, that deal reached, it went beyond its um, termination date, didn't it? Or it was about to go beyond its termination date. And so the, the target could, could ask for a higher price. That's, is that right? So there are two factors at play here. We've got the, the Chinese regulatory approval and into that is the US-China tensions. And then also the, the fact that tech stocks have become, um, have been so successful over the past uh, year with the pandemic going on. But just bringing it back to the Cisco Acacia deal, what were the conditions of the Chinese approval? Uh, the conditions uh, is quite simple because uh, uh, China, China side uh, is uh, worried about uh, uh, after the deal, the combined entity could uh, block the material supply to Chinese companies, and also they worried about the combined combined uh, the combined entity to raise the price and to engage in tying sales or refusal to deal or to impose any unreasonable conditions on the transactions. So the remedies are mainly to ensure supply to ex existing Chinese customers and do not terminate the deal, the existing contracts with Chinese companies unless the Chinese customers voluntarily terminate those uh, contracts. The second is to, uh, to supply the relevant products on the friend basis, friend terms, you know. And the second is no tie-in sales promise and no, not attach unreasonable conditions to the Chinese customers. And the fourth is to ensure and make efforts training the staff and employees to implement the offered remedies. So all these remedies are behavioral and you can clearly see that uh, it remedied what Chinese side are worried about, uh, which is mainly to ensure the supply and ensure the supply on the friend basis. You know What we don't know is, what's curious is that although the approval did not quite come in time for Cisco to you know, had the approval become before the 8th of January, Cisco would not have had to revise its price uh, of the deal because it could have could have completed the deal. Um, however, it came just after the 8th of January. Nonetheless, it came around the 8th of the January. And the suspicion is that Cisco has been having chats with Samer and saying, look, what do you need? Let's just get this done before the 8th of January. Um, so we don't have to pay more in a revised deal. However, I mean, this is just a suspicion. However, it looks like they've given Samo what they need on the remedies and who knows what else. Um, 
trying not to sound too low, but <laughs> they've given Sammer what they need. And they've also had to give uh, another billion and a half dollars to, um, to uh, Acacia because the deal approval didn't come in ahead of the 8th of January. So the, it, it, Cisco's not necessarily done brilliantly here. And that's, I think, the key issue from the, from the point of view of Cisco's side um, and the key issue from sort of any investors or event funds that are looking at the situation is monitoring, you know, monitoring um, these kind of summer approvals towards the last stages, especially this year going forward, where we've got some other similar deals that could similarly be impacted. And um, if the approvals don't come in ahead of the deadline, those deals also could be could see revised bumps. So it might even be a little bit of a trading strategy um, or, or opportunity this year with these summer these long summer approval processes. And do do we know why the regulatory approval took so long? How does it? You mentioned the other deal earlier on, but how does it compare to other deals in the space? Is this just a normal time frame? Yes, um, from the uh, summer decision, we can see this deal has been refiled for second times, you know, for twice. Uh, the deal was notified to summer in, uh, on 22, 22nd October 2019 and was accepted for review on 20 December 2019. And in, in 2020, June, 11th, the company withdrawed and referred on 16 June 2020. And in December, the company, the company withdrew again and uh, immediately referred on 11 December 2020. So um, for many deals, uh, it's rare to see a company has to refile uh, twice during uh, during a review. Only uh, before that, summer uh, NXP and Qualcomm deal has been referred refiled for twice and applied material and KEC deal has been refiled twice and this deal was the second the third one so it's very rare because before that we have seen summer tends to completing transactions in the second term uh, which means the company only needs to refile for once but this deal they refiled for twice in days sorry Lisa I was gonna say in days I mean the ZF the two big deals um, last year that were similar to this, I think they took Z uh, ZF Wabco and NVIDIA Mellanox were two, two big deals. And respectively, they were, I think, 172 days and 245 days from acceptance to clearance. Um, and so this one was clearly, what, a lot longer, 380 days or something like that. The main reason why summer took so long is because uh, uh, with the U.S. kept putting more and more Chinese companies on the sanction list and the Chinese side is worrying about, uh, uh, you know, what happened to Huawei, what happened to the other companies. So um, when whenever the agency is ready to clear the deal, uh, the U.S. side has uh, escalated its uh, tensions with China. Uh, for example, in the in the end of May, we reported that this case has been impacted by uh, by the U.S. side. At that time, the U.S. has escalated its uh, ban on Huawei uh, from 25% to 10% and to even, you know, zero and all the company have to stop supply to Huawei. So. Um, 
for the China side, it intends to wait and see what will happen because uh, things change so fast. And the Chinese side want to see how you know how worse it will be and whether uh, on Cisco and Acacia, uh, you know, their related company is. Uh, Acacia's main supplier is ZTE in China. So whether any kind of like a ban on the related companies will happen to this deal. So this is why, you know, China said the review is very care careful and cautiously. And um, you can see the remedies is all about ensure the supply. And this is the main concern by the China side. And also during this review, uh, Summer has changed its minister uh, from the former minister Xiao Yaqing is quite familiar with the uh, uh, merger review, but the new minister is quite new and had no experiences. And this, this change has slowed down the process as the new minister has to get familiar with all the signing process. Great, thank you. And you mentioned about Huawei and the the war, the trade war between China and the US. There's obviously a new president in the US now. Um, can I just ask you to briefly give me your thoughts on on what impact Joe Biden is expected to have on on Chinese US relations and how that might impact any future deals in the tech space and approval for them. Currently, we don't know what Biden will, you know, Biden, it, it seems that China has been uh, prepared for that uh, Biden administration may not uh, completely change its attitude to China. I mean, uh, the the tensions uh, or the tensions between China and the U.S. involving the tech sector may still continue. Um, but uh, we don't know how it will involve and um if if things is getting better, China side may you know the the approval process may speed up. But uh, if still changes to the to the to the bad way, bad direction, uh, the the review of these uh, tech deals involving U.S. companies may still uh, be slow and carefully. Great, Leisha Ed, thanks very much. Thank you. That was Ed Vinales and Leisha Zhu speaking to me, Julianne and Edom. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Dealcast, presented to you by Merger Market and SS&C Intralinks. Please rate, review and subscribe to the podcast. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify or look out for your Merger Market news alert. For more information, check out our show notes. Join us next week for another episode.